You're listening to audio from the Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about the village or to connect with us, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. Hey guys, we're officially going to uh, start the family meeting. My name's Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. We're super glad that you're here. Uh, if this is your first time at a family meeting, would you mind raising your hand? Wow. All right. Got a lot of first timers. That's fantastic. So we're super glad you're here. We want to uh, say some things on the front end to set up like why we do these things and over the years, they've looked maybe a little bit differently. Uh, we try to get together at least uh, two times a year, carve out some space where we can uh, invite you guys into some things, uh, show, share some numbers. So we'll fire up some numbers and some graphs, cast some vision, maybe challenge and invite you into some of those things. And so we re- really value this time. And uh, thanks for uh, having, having your lunch here after gathering. Uh, a couple of things on why we, why we do this. Um, we don't have business meetings. So the way that our church functions, we don't bring issues or topics, and then we all get together and we vote on those things. Depending on your church background, that may or may not be weird. Uh, if you've got questions about any of that, we're happy to talk about that. But we don't have business meetings. We organize uh, and we talk about it. We, we are all, as a collective church, following the chief shepherd Jesus. And then we are elder-led. And so there are five elders, and you'll probably see some version of us up here at, at certain times. But we're elder-led. We're deacon-served. We have an amazing team of deacons. I don't, I don't tens, twenties of deacons that are leading uh, specific things and have responsibility over areas that serve us on Sunday morning, service throughout the week. They're leading global missions, local missions, they're community group leaders. We have an amazing set uh, of deacons that serve this church. And then we, we're, we're member informed. And so um, what that means is we have a high view of membership. We, we take that seriously. Our desire is that members, the folks that call this church their church home, uh, would be connected, would be in community group, would be known, would know others, would be caring for one another, that they would be giving of their time and resources uh, uh, of what's going on and what God is doing here at the village. The other thing that we take membership seriously, we're called as elders to shepherd the flock among us. Um, That's really tough sometimes. Like we we need to understand who is the flock among us. And and one of the ways that we do that is membership. So we take that seriously. And, And underlining all of that, we have no authority really outside of anything. Our authority comes from uh, the trust that we have of the folks that call this place their home. And so we we high value on trust. And so if you were to ask me, like, why do we do this? This is one of the ways in which we can continue to build trust um, with what we're doing here, be transparent, share things, invite you guys into those things so so you can inform those things. So I'm going to hand it back over to Scott. He'll probably walk you through a high-level agenda, uh, and then we'll get rolling. Cool. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about normal, even though we don't have business meetings, we have meetings in which we talk about some business things, right? Is that fair? Uh, so we'll do a couple of those things, number stuff, uh, we'll get some updates on various pockets of village life. We will have some time for you guys, if you have questions, an open mic time, uh, where you're welcome to pass the mic around, raise your hand, uh, you're welcome to ask us questions, and we'll respond, maybe not answer, but we'll respond, uh, as best as we can, 
to what you have to say. Uh, and then, yeah, do some quick hitters and then get out of here. So my hope is by 1245-ish, uh, we'll be out of here or whatever. So uh, I want to start, Matt and Chad, if you want to come up, uh, I want to hit on some numbers stuff. Uh, I will begin by talking about some village numbers in general. Michael already hit on this during the sermon. Uh, numbers are not everything. We are not, uh, we are not a church that is striving for the 3,000 day, right? When all of a sudden, like 3,000 people just join the church. That is not our desire. Our desire as a church is to remain devoted to the word and to one another and to uh, the mission of God. If we do that for all of our days, no matter how big, small, whatever the numbers look like, we will be pretty uh, dang happy. That said, um, man, numbers do matter. They, they are a reflection in some way of real people, some of those numbers, and they're also indicators on some level of how we're doing. And we get to ask questions about those numbers. You could have really good ones and be super spiritually unhealthy, right? Like we all know that, that to be true. Uh, and so just because numbers are good doesn't mean things are great. Just because numbers are bad doesn't mean things are bad. Uh, that being said, we do want to share with you uh, some numbers about stuff or whatever. So um, that that being said, uh, Ryan, would you throw up the first slide on the screen here? Just a snapshot of kind of village life. Uh, not me, uh, the other by the number stuff, my slides. Sorry, dude. Hang on just a minute. I'm going to go through a couple things real quick. If you don't have my stuff, it's okay. I can just like rattle through numbers. It's just, it's just more fun to look at pictures on the screen. That's all. <laughs> Uh, it's cool. While we're waiting, I will share with you some of the numbers that I wanted to share. Uh, so last year, uh, I think we shared this at the end of the year. We did like a little family meeting update podcast stuff. We have uh, 17 baptisms last year, which is pretty crazy um, because the, the year before that we had seven, which that's nothing to be, you know, disappointed in at all. It's just more amazing that we had 10 more baptisms last year than we did the year before. Pretty sweet. Uh, that's awesome. I think that's probably in some ways a reflection of having regular opportunities, knowing when we're doing baptisms again, inviting folks into that regularly. It's also evidence of the Spirit at work. You guys being at work and inviting people in uh, and sharing the gospel, that stuff uh, is awesome. Uh, we have 144 members, active members of the village, which is pretty sweet. Uh, a couple of numbers that we were able to, to kind of pull because of Church Center now. Hey, so this is a fun thing, uh, fruit of that. Um, we have 147 uh, people who are actively serving in a serve team, which is fantastic. I mean, that's crazy to have 147 people serving uh, in teams. And that's not like, oh, there's three of those are one person serving on three different teams. That's 147 people uh, who are serving in some way in the church. That's great. Uh, we have 156 people connected to a community group, right? And again, these are fresh numbers because y'all just got invited into, you could deny or whatever, uh, or you could ask to join. So these are fresh numbers, 156 folks connected to a community group here uh, at the village. That is is just fantastic. That's the best. Um, we had, uh, I, I did have some stuff about uh, what Sunday attendance looked like. Um, that may or may not be up on the screens. Ryan, is that a possibility or should I just continue on? Shrug and shake of the head. So we will not do that. Uh, what, what I can do is paint a very uh, basic picture uh, for you of uh, what, what attendance on Sunday mornings has looked like. Uh, so um, I kind of looked at numbers 20, uh, 2021, 22, 23, 24, uh, which is just what, like four weeks now. Um, but 
uh, what you see on a, on a graph is the trend line. I know, I'm talking with my hands. I'm going to, uh, it, it goes, yeah, that's not it. It's fine. Uh, look at me, look at me. Uh, the, the lines go like this. Hey, this is 2021, 2022. 2023, and then 24, we're up here. We're hanging up here or whatever, okay? So it's like pretty sweet. Uh, we have continued slow and steady growth, which has been the story of the village by God's grace uh, since day one. Um, and so if you look at even just January snapshots of what attendance has looked like in a January, uh, in 2021, 112 people total here in this space. In 2022, that was 162 people in January on average. Uh, last year in January, it was 2023, 223, uh, 223 people. I don't think I'm saying numbers right. Uh, this year, it's 261, all right? So we continue to go up uh, in attendance, which is fantastic. Um, either we're doing something very wrong uh, or we're doing something like pretty dang good. And so we get to be encouraged, I think, by those numbers. Uh, and just from, from my two cents, what I wanted to share in connection with uh, what we've been talking about with hospitality these last few weeks, um, growth is not the enemy of hospitality. Uh, it can feel that way. I've talked to a number of people that have wanted to come here recently uh, because they've wanted to connect to a smaller church like a place where they can be known and seen and connect to community or whatever. That is a sweet thing. Growth is not the enemy of hospitality or that feeling. Uh, and as we get bigger, it is super important for you guys to know that hospitality does not get kicked to connect month. All right, you don't get to kind of like shove off responsibility. Oh, like we're, we're now having an I'm new here huddle and uh, this and uh, that, and we're creating these loud opportunities for new folks to connect. No, like those are necessary because we do have to kind of like talk over uh, and, and get some big invitations to folks that we might not be able to see all of us on a Sunday morning. And yet what hospitality looks like for us now and in the future is the same as what it looked like for us back in the gym in 2009. It is literally inviting people over into your homes for dinner, right? It is the stuff that Michael talked about this morning, the very practical steps. And so in order to keep this church uh, having the tight community and the feel that it does, it means that we get to do the same thing that we've done all along. We get to invite folks. We get to connect and, and ask folks questions uh, and introduce people to other people, all of those things. That's what has made us, in part, uh, what, we, what we are today, and that's what will continue to make us into, hopefully, more and more of a Christ-formed picture of that same uh, church that, that we are. So uh, I don't think I have anything else besides that to share with you. Uh, we will post some of the graphs and slides and all that stuff on the family meeting page on the website. So I know you're really disappointed you didn't get to see my pretty pictures, uh, but you can look at those later. Something to look forward to. Uh, that said, I will pass on to these guys to talk about the money side yeah. of things. Cool. Awesome. So if you've never been up here before, I'll just say that these lights are blindingly bright, so I'm going to try not to look directly into them. Um, but yeah. Um, so a finance update real quick. So we're going to... Can we get the PowerPoint on there that was on there? Yeah. That's fine, Ryan. Thanks so much, man. Dude, we appreciate you. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so we just wanted to recap our team with everybody, just so you guys know who we are and, and what we do. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this just because I think we have 10 minutes, but uh, our team, uh, uh, people on our team today are Adam Hanauer, um, Anthony Bouvette, myself, um, David Krecklau, um, Karen Bradley Fisher recently joined us, uh, like last year, and then, of course, Matt Tucker. So, 
Um, our purpose, right? I think if I'm going to read anything verbatim, this would probably be it. But uh, the village uh, finance team is dedicated to stewarding financial resources with integrity and transparency, supporting the mission uh, by managing finances responsibly and ensuring the congregation's trust through sound uh, fiscal practices. That's what we're striving to do um, as a team. So if we go to the next slide, please. So out of, again, uh, just uh, maximizing our time here, I'm not going to dive into all these, but at a high level, these are the things that as a team we're focused on and, and trying to work towards, and that's um, budgeting, uh, obviously doing that in a responsible way, managing our money um, responsibly, looking out in financial uh, planning, like what does this year look like, what did the next few years look like, um, when we take into consideration um, the strategic mission that our elders are setting forth. So we're just focusing on that. Um, obviously, a part of managing our money is managing our expenses, so expense management. Um, we're also doing financial reporting. Um, there are compliance aspects of what we do as well, which, you know, we're obviously uh, a nonprofit, so there's things that we have to take into consideration with that. And then lastly, we strive to communicate. So that's something um, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more here in a, in a little while, but um, essentially channels like this we're always happy and excited for but long term um, our goal is to be communicating on a regular basis so that um, when we talk about transparency that's piece of that right so um next slide please and matt i want to talk about the next couple just for a second um how the finances are structured is that my, I'm one of the pastors here. My name is Matt Tucker. And I get to help oversee a lot of that. The elders also oversee that, but I'm the one that kind of pinpoints that. Chad is newer as the servant leader of the finance team and really thankful for him. And then we do have a team that he kind of read off to you. And so we just want you to know those faces as we're not private behind doors, but you can ask any of us at any time questions and we value your feedback and stuff like that. And so, man, if you have questions outside of what we're going to talk about, Please, please hit us up, and anyone on this team should be able to answer a lot of these questions. But I just want to recap, as it says, 2023 briefly. We don't, our goal is not to bore you, but also to make sure that you feel informed. And so that's kind of what we're going over today. Last year's budget, 2023, the finance team set it at $384,000. We got in some bigger gifts towards the end of December, and where we ended, by God's grace, was $421,000. So we ended well above our target, which is wonderful. Yeah, praise God. And we are, yeah, man, thanks. We know this is his church. As a finance team, we do our best not to place our hope in money, right? Like that's not, that's not what's building this church. Also, we get to use money for the good of the church. And so, man, when we see extra come in, we're mindful to save and how to spend it and invest it back into the mission. So we're grateful for your generosity in that. Um, the monthly average for last year was about $35,000 and we projected about 32. And so, man, you're, you're very kind. We're thankful for God's generosity to us. There is a, a graph on here as well, which may be just a little harder to see, but what this is kind of telling you, and we will sum up some stuff and you can read some of this is that, man, we added a bunch to the budget last year. And by God's grace, we we're able to meet and exceed in all those areas from pay raises, um, to the pastoral staff. Um, we added, you know, part-time positions with Kia coming on, um, huddle room revamp and all this stuff, and we might hit on those little more of those things. But what this chart will show you is that we were projected better. You can see kind of the trend, and we were above that, and so we were thankful for that. Ryan, could you go to the next slide, please? Maybe you're interested in this. Maybe you're not. Um, this, this is what we have in our accounts. 
we have one primary checking account. We just do this because we want to be genuine. We're not trying to hide the little that we have or the lot that we have. And so we hope that this builds trust as you get to see what we have. The primary checking account is actually really high right now because we have not paid salaries for this month because these come out at the end of the month. And also there is an HSA one-time deduction that is really pretty good size. And so that'll be about $30,000 coming out in the next two days. And so we don't run that high in our primary checking typically. We have a village savings account, which will be um, for a lot of the expenses that we're talking about with the hospitality bar and stuff. We're using a, probably about three quarters of that this year to invest back into the space and to grow hospitality and to be able to make it so other people can join with us. There's a benevolence fund, which we add to yearly, and that's for the needs inside and outside of this church. And there's a church planting fund, which we, that's not all of it, but we have, we invest into missionaries and stuff, and that goes out monthly, but we also are preparing for a church planter, right, or to help with other churches as needed. So that's a fund that we are kind of slowly over time preparing for whoever God raises up amongst us to send out. There's an emergency fund, and that fund is three months expenses of like salary and building and kind of some operations. That's not everything. Um, like Chad talked about, our, our budget last year was 32000 so that would obviously be more than that. Our budget this year, we'll talk about in a second, is more than that. So this is not a full three months expenses. Our goal is not to hoard in any way, but our goal is to prepare in case, gosh, something happens in the economy or something happens in the world or something happens where we send out a church plant and we need to tap into some of this money. And so this is three months of basic expenses to make sure that the, the basic stuff is funded. And then lastly on there, there is a, oh, that's it, I think right there. So I think that's everything. And so we hope that's helpful. Um, I have one more slide. The next one, Ryan, if you would go to that one. This is for this year, our current trajectory, our current plans. I just want to invite you in a couple of basic things, like Chad said, from a high level. Our goal for this year, what we prayed through and what we believe is um, accurate and what is, is doable, is to raise $414,000. We are not trying to put... Um, pressure on any one of you to give to this. And so we actually projected under what we received last year. So that way, if God blesses with over and above, we have options with that. But also we want to be very mindful that God might not give us what we got last year. And so we try to manage those finances to the best of our ability. Um, so that comes out to needing about 34500 um, per month. And so far for this month, um, by God's grace, we've definitely exceeded that already. And so lastly, a couple of initiatives and projects. I'll read them from my notes. Um, funding new existing serve teams. So like there's new teams coming on all the time. Last year we added a safety team and this year we're adding a medical team and we've increased hospitality bar with um, what Brittany and her team are doing. We've increased the maintenance team because there's more happening here. And so a lot of the money that we are raising is going to those types of things to invest back into them serving you and those around us. We're maximizing the space, which we'll talk about in our next section to, for money. We're not just trying to hoard money, but we're trying to invest it back in so that way the church can grow and thrive. And lastly, we're trying to continue to invest into the cable space. That's kind of a next thing, maybe next year, as uh, we care about those kids. And we know that that space does need some work. I think that might finish my part, Chad. Yeah. So we will have questions for all of this. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, At the end, of, or Scott will lead us in that a little later down, but he'll continue on with this. Yeah, so giving, I think the next slide, please. Yeah, so member uh, uh, giving recap here. So uh, really quickly, i just like to preface real quick, is that obviously we were talking about being transparent, and part of uh, transparency is also talking about like member giving and, and how this impacts our budget. And um, But as we get into this, I just, in my mind, as I was thinking about this this week, I, I think in my mind I was wanting to express that um, 
like Matt said, we're not trying to hoard money, and we're trying to also be responsible. And, and when we talked about our budget, we do feel like that's a conservative number when we look at trends. Um, but obviously, all this happens with intentionality. And so, but with that being said, um, this, when we talk about member giving, this is, an, is not an indictment on your personal giving or how much you give or how often you give or how frequently you give. The reality of it is, and I'm not speaking for all of our leaders, but I do think that uh, our team, we are consistently... Um, uh, consistently thankful and um, blown away by how generous the Village Church is. So, again, this is just out of the spirit of transparency. We wanted to share this information with you. So what do we believe? What do our elders believe? We believe um, we give because God gives. Uh, giving is a part of being a disciple of Christ. Giving um, is not as much about a dollar amount, but demonstrates what we really value, which, you know, again, depending on how you grew up, you know, some churches, they're very... 10%, 10%, you know, that's not our perspective. It's, it's very much about um, the heart uh, and, how, and, and giving according to your own finances and your own budget. And then obviously the last one is God uses his people to advance his mission. So um, now with that, I wanted to share a little bit of information. Next slide, please. Thank you, Ryan. Um, so just a quick overview of what 2023 looked like. Um, now, I will say... Uh, Matt was generous to pull some data for me, and I interpreted that data incorrectly. So I'm just going to, at a high level, tell you that in 2023, we had um, 86 member units that, or households that gave consistently, um, or that, that were registered to give, I think, is the way we interpreted it. So uh, out of those 86, uh, 66 of them participated, which was 76.74% of them. Um, and then of those registered to give, uh, we saw no participation from 20 member units, which is 23.26%. So, you know, overall, when you look at 2023 and 2022, we did see uh, an increase of eight, year, eight member units uh, year over year. Um, and then from a four-year average, which we pulled the data on that, uh, we did see 74 on average, 74 uh, member units, um, which is almost 80% of member units participated. So. Good, this is a good news story. Like I, this is, again is there's no you know um, negativity there. It's it, there's literally this is a good uh, balance. I think a good healthy balance. Um, but you know, and going back to what Matt said about the 414, when we look at the trends, you know, we do a lot of analysis to get to that number. We actually feel like that's probably pretty conservative. And so um, again, based on what we're seeing, we feel like there's a healthy ratio there. Um, and again, no indictment, right? If you can give, give. Uh, and giving and finances look different from everybody, um, but this is kind of a snapshot of what giving looks like for our member base. So, cool. sounds good. Yeah, and we'll just wrap it up. Chad, I don't know if yeah. you want to take the next slide, yeah. and I'll take the one after that. But sure. we appreciate it. And this is some high-level thoughts on our way out. Uh, yeah. So financial updates. Um, so we're planning on doing a quarterly, uh, quarterly communication going forward. Um, Adam uh, Hanauer is kind of taking the lead on uh, kind of pulling that together and, and getting a snapshot of what that will look like. But all that to say, just be looking uh, quarterly on uh, some communication on what that will look like. And then a shameless plug here is uh, we could always use more people. So if anything you've heard or seen here is interesting to you, or if you like numbers or whatnot, um, or you're interested in the team, definitely we need you. We need to chat about that. Um, the requirements are you're a member of the Village Church. You have some basic financial acumen, like you can count maybe with your shoes off and your toes and all those things, but um, the basic financial acumen and then uh, attention to detail and then obviously you're a person of integrity. So if you're interested, hit me up. Even if you just want to explore it and talk about it, uh, hit me up on Church Center or if you see me around, uh, pull me aside and I'd love to talk to you about it. So.
Awesome. Thanks, Chad. And there's last slide. Two things to note. And then we are finished with this financial update part. Um, Church Center, man, you all have done a wonderful job kind of just getting into there on a what's what's happening level, but also in regards to a finance level. Many of you have gotten over from Realm where we previously gave to Planning Center to where we are housing all of our, our money, where we're housing all of our giving. Some of you aren't, and man, we would just encourage you guys, this is not about what, how much you're giving, but we would just encourage you, if you're going to give, you, some of you have reoccurring gifts on Realm still, and we are going to shut down Realm soon, and we would hate for just a miss in information to be there where you want to contribute to the needs of a church, but it's still on Realm or that's being shut down, and then we don't make it over to Planning Center. And so our humble ask is that if you would like to give, if you want to be generous and kind of support the mission here, and you're still on Realm, please look at where you're giving and transfer that over to Planning Center so we can continue to do all the things that we're kind of talking about. And then the last thing is we will be giving out giving statements soon through Realm, and then we're kind of shutting it down. And so I will be emailing or Chad this week those statements electronically. You're also welcome if you still have a Realm account to go on there and print off your giving from 2023. But at some point within the next couple of weeks, that won't be available. And that's not us trying to just nip, nip us in the bud too fast, but because we're transitioning platforms, that's kind of the urgency of this request. And so we'll send out some emails soon with giving statements. You're also welcome to do that yourself. And I think we're good, right? Awesome, thanks Chad. Hey, thanks guys, appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Matt, you're welcome to stay up here. Thank you, Chad. Uh, Graham, if you want to come up. Um, all right. Hey, if numbers make you glaze over, like, wake up. Okay, now you're back. Okay, we got you. Good, great. Uh, want to chat about just some of the building stuff. I know we've hit on a couple times, but just want to make sure we're all on the same page with what to expect there, den everywhere in the space. So, uh, guys, take it away for... Absolutely. Um, so I'll transition, and then Michael has some good things to say as well in regards to this next topic of building projects and things like that. There's no slides, and so just... Kind of put your attention up here if that's fine. Um, and so tied in from the money, um, why are we talking about money? Well, man, one of the main reasons is because we want to be able to invest back into this church, right? And so what all this is about is God has been kind and hospitable in inviting us into his family, and he's been generous with us. And our desire as a church, as an elder team, as a finance team, is to be able to do the same, to invite you guys to be hospitable and to invest into others and invite them into what God is doing here. And so for this space specifically, last year um, we were able to, from savings, put money into the women's bathroom and be able to um, not just upgrade that, but make it so there's not holes in the ceiling and leaks and water standing around everywhere. We were able to make that a lot more functional and, um, You're helpful. welcome. Yes, You're absolutely. Welcome. You're welcome. That was a long time coming. <laughs> and then the other thing we did was we revamped the huddle room to where it was a cave with no lights and it was cold. And now it has lights and it's much better and it's still cold, but we're working on that as well. And so, man, we hope that again, <laughs> our desire here is not just bigger and better, but it's to equip you to serve you guys well. So we have a place where we can meet that is functional. And then looking forward to this year, a couple of projects. One um, has already happened. Um, we allotted $5,000 to purchasing 90 chairs, which you alluded to in the, in the message. And so, man, we are thankful to be able to have that. That's from savings that we're able to take. And so those are not all out here, but we will continue to put those out for Easter. Some of them are out here. And then, like you said earlier, when we make this available, we have chairs ready for that spot. Um, two more quick things is... We are excited to start, and we have started. If you look back there, there's like a long cut in the drywall across there. We are merging two spaces to be able to serve our church better with the, the space that we have. And so we're taking the hospitality bar, and we're taking this old kitchen. We're merging those together, and we're putting them 
back in that corner where nothing's happening. And so we're trying to make the most of the space. We're trying to be good stewards of the, the limited space that we have. And so our goal is by March 31st to be able to have merged those two things back here. That's Easter Sunday. Might not happen, but that's our goal. And so we have, we have to have goals, right? And so that is coming from savings as well. And then after that, after this is done, we will then demo the hospitality bar for seating, and we will demo this area over the course of the year for seating as well. And I think that's kind of it, but I want to give you time to talk about that as well. I should have read over what we're talking about here, because obviously in the sermon today, I just talked about all of the things. So (laughs) just kidding. I knew what was coming. Uh, Yeah, I I just think the biggest thing is we want to create space, and I think that's a great, uh, great way. Matt's done a great job at coordinating a ton of stuff, and lots of other people involved in that stuff, but um, we do want to maximize this space. And and so just a couple additional things. I think Katie might talk about something in a bit, but mindful of kids that are in here during worship uh, that leave, that kind of leave vacuums of spaces. We talked about maybe having like ushers again, helping seat people to be kind or whatever. And yeah, the other thing is just putting more seats out um, so we want to kind of be as holistically mindful as we can. After this happens, like, that's kind of it. Like, and when he says more seating in that corner, we're not going to put these seats over there for people to sit during a gathering. It's more c- casual seating or whatever. So we're doing the best we can to make space for you and your neighbor and all the things. Can I add one more thing to that real quick? Go so Scott has this list, and it's, it's just how you, might you be able to participate and what is our ask. And so a couple simple ways is there is a maintenance team here led by Ben Brashear, and I, I know he's here earlier. I'm not sure if he's here now. But if you're interested in some of the demo or some of the other things with that, please talk to him, and he would love to get you involved. Number two is just to continue to please give generously as God allows because, again, a lot of this is coming from savings, but, man, also, like, there's just we – we, are, we don't have grants here or anything like that from the government. All we operate off of is what you entrust us with. And so we just continue to ask that you are mindful of that and intentional with your generosity financially. And then lastly, we want you to invite people into this. We're doing this with the trust that we have a message from God to that we want people to hear in the city, certainly in this room, and also people that aren't in this room. And so we would love for you, as Michael said from the messaging, and just to invite people into what God's doing. And we are doing our best to make this space ready for those people. So it's great. Uh, just really practically, like I know the puddle room was like a handful of people, the women's restroom, a handful of people that did a lot. Um, we, we heard from some of you uh, who gave up your person or people uh, to come do that work a lot. Uh, there will still be stuff for us to do here as a church, maintenance team, whatever. Um, and yet we are, we are trying to let uh, professionals uh, do uh, the work that's happening in here more than what it happened last year. Uh, so on the giving front, again, like a, a way for you to serve if uh, you aren't handy or whatever, but would like to contribute in some way, continue to give, giving gener- even so a one-time thing towards, hey, helping offset some of the labor costs or whatever it takes to run electric and pipe and plumbing and all the things like, dude, that is a way for you to help uh, specifically towards that end of not burning out a handful of people that are part of the village. So just want to hit on that real quick. Uh, cool. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate that. If you have questions, again, write them down. We'll have open mic in a couple minutes. Matt, thanks. Tammy, would love to invite you up. Uh, want to chat for just a couple minutes about Global Go uh, stuff in general. I don't know who's tag teaming what, but talk about Guatemala stuff and some other things. I'll let you guys uh, run with the ball. A good sports analogy there, Scott. Thanks. Run with the ball. Few and far between. Hi. Um, I'm Tammy Tucker, if you don't know me. Uh, I am the deacon of Global Go. And so 
they told me to share like a two minute update on Global Go. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be two minutes, I'm so sorry. It's trying to be super fast. Um, but, um, so I'm gonna share stuff, but if you guys have questions, uh, you can always just talk to me because I'm just gonna try to be brief, but so. From our partners, our Global Go partners, what's happening? Um, so I wanted to start out just by kind of talking about um, what God's doing. So some of the things that we can be thankful for and be praising God for, what he's doing in Guatemala. Um, so as far as Los Chilitos, some of the things they're celebrating, they uh, started a women's ministry in 2023. And that women's ministry has been like thriving and being like really a blessing to the church and also to their community. Um, they've seen a lot of women come to know Jesus through that ministry. Um, they are meeting weekly to do a study. Right now they're studying spiritual disciplines. Um, they are going out into the community and sharing the gospel and even taking bags of food and just trying to meet needs. So yeah, the women's ministry is like a big praise. Um, so really thankful for that and all the women that are part of it and you can continue to pray for them. Um, also in Guatemala, they are celebrating having fresh water which is a big praise. So they had a well, and um, they recently just got a large donation to get um, an industrial-sized generator, and that will allow them to have, like, a constant flow of water, which is a huge blessing. Um, they were, before this, they were having to, like, go down this giant hill with buckets and go from this, like, natural aquifer that they had to fill their buckets and then travel back up this daunting hill. And we've done this, so... They used feet. <laughs> we know that it's a daunting task. Um, but, yeah, so it's definitely a big blessing for the village. Um, another update. You probably remember, well, if you were here, on Global Go Sunday, I talked about a child sponsorship program. And they are continuing to do that. So there is malnutrition in the village, and so they wanted to try to feed kids to help with that problem. Um, so they are providing two meals a week. And Mitch just told me this past Wednesday they had 156 kids, which is a lot <laughs> for their space. If you've been there, you know. Um, and currently only 80 of those kids are sponsored, so there's definitely a need for sponsorship. Um, if anyone's interested, I can get you information on that. Um, but even if you can also just pray for sponsors, that would be awesome. And also, with that need comes the need for more space. So that is also something like we can be praying for them about as they have lots of kids. They're kind of outgrowing where they are, and they're think Mitch is kind of trying to think about and pray about like what's next. How can we build on space for to accommodate all this? So, um, so kind of some needs, some praises there. Um, switching over to Ginder and Noemi, they are other global partners. They are continuing their um, their program with a church residency in Guatemala City and kind of still praying through next steps. Some of the things they kick around and kind of praying through, should they go back to San Pablo where they were ministering before? Um, they've also talked about planning a church where Mitch lives in Quilapa, and that church would then be kind of like a hub church slash support church for some of the churches that they want to plant in the villages around Los Chilitos. So they've kind of kicked that around. So there's lots happening in their brains and they're trying to, you know, see what God would have for them. So again, just something that I want to invite you guys into, you know, pray for them and for direction. And also, um, we are hopeful that Ginder and Noemi would maybe be able to come visit us and possibly this year, so kind of working on that and thinking through that, and um, the hope is that maybe they would be able to do kind of a 
intensive training while they're here that would kind of support some of the goals of their current church residency program. So that's Ginder and Noemi. Um, then wanted to share a little bit about Global Go like right here. So first off, just wanted to say thanks for everyone's involvement and response to a recent Global Go need that was like right here in our local context. Um, you may have seen him today, his name is Roni. Um, he is actually transitioning here from Los Chilitos. He actually went to the church there in Los Chilitos, which is crazy. We played soccer with him at some point while we were there, and now he's here. So um, you all were just super hospitable, and like we've been talking about, and um, through you all, we've been able to provide him some meals with a meal train, and that's set up through the end of February if anybody still wants to get in on that. Um, we've provided some clothes, some groceries, and this is all thanks to you guys um, and your generosity, um, even some rent money. So yeah, I just wanted to um, thank you all for meeting a local Global Go need. Um, also, lastly, I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> we have the 2024 Global Go trip right around the corner. So the first week of June, eight of us will be going to Guatemala. So you will see some updates coming out on that. We're going to have a fundraiser just like we do every year, and that just kind of helps to alleviate some of the costs of the people that are going. Um, and then also if you could be praying for us as we prep and prepare and plan, and, you know, we want to be, like Michael's been talking about, as we go into a new context, we still want to carry that same hospitality mentality. You know, we want to grow in our love for another culture. And so, yeah, if you could just be praying for us as we prepare and plan. And I think Michael now had a little bit to share, too. You can say more. I don't have anything to say. I was trying to be a super fast. You said two minutes. Like, I Is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, I think it's okay. I'll just start rambling if I do that. Like, it's fine. You get one ramble. Anything that you wanted to say? No. For, okay. Uh, Tammy does a great job at organizing that. And, yeah, it's fun to collaborate and kind of figure out. Yeah, and when she talked about Roni being here, that, that was just that he happened to move to Fairfield from Los Toledos, Guatemala. For real, that's wild. So, um, yeah, I, I, the one thing I would say is talking about church being the primary mission strategy of God's mission. Like all of this stuff in Guatemala for for us is 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 not us doing anything. It's us learning and investing uh, to the ends of the earth. And we're we're learners first when we go there, and we're learners leading up to the time that we get to go and we get to interact with them in lots of ways, which is really fun. But um, yeah, it's the local church being the local church, and we're just peering in and spending a, a week with them. That's what makes all that sweet. The child sponsorship, it's not like, oh man, it's through some national organization. No, it's, it's we're helping them serve their community so that Christ might be known through the regular preaching and the taking of the Lord's Supper and baptism. It's just, it's the normal day in, day out. A life of the local church, like we looked at today in Acts chapter 2, or like we experience here and there. That's my favorite part about what we try to do globally. So. Cool. Good. Anything else you guys want to share? Uh, I mean, I did have that other part on go, there. Yeah. Go for so it. Uh, there's gospel eldership. So we do gospel eldership here. It's one of our favorite things, and many men have been a part of that over the years, which is awesome. Um, the short of it is, I think earlier, end of last year, beginning of this year, just reflecting on kind of what God had allowed me to be part of and where he gets to use me and and whatever and I thought of a handful of relationships of people that are not connected in any way 
Um, but every time I talk to these guys, they're church planters or pastors in different contexts kind of around the world. Every one of them is saying the same thing. Like, ah, it's, it's nice just to talk to somebody who cares. And it's hard, you know, like doing this by yourself and, and figuring stuff out. And so there was a, a guy that I interacted with, I think, Facebook through some Acts 29 assessment or something in Nigeria. Um, his name's Simon. Last name, can't even pronounce, have no idea. Chatted with him over the last year, uh, a handful of times. There's a guy um, in Zambia, his name's Blessing or Mapalo, um, and he listens to us regularly, and so he knows you guys maybe even, right? Um, but uh, there, there's a guy named Fukundo in uh, Uganda, or I'm sorry, Uruguay, and, uh, and then a couple guys in Los Chalitos, and then a dude who moved from the United States, he's been living in Honduras for 10 years, he moved to Thailand to plant a church. And so all these guys I've had the, the pleasure of interacting with in the last year um, basically just said, hey, guys, would you like to do gospel eldership together on video call and, and learn and grow together? They don't know each other. And so uh, a friend of mine, Andy Lawrence, and David Hackney, the guy who we sent out to plant a church in Lebanon, um, are, are going to be a part of that as well. And so I am just so excited. And the encouragement is, like, because, I don't know if you saw that number, the, the church planting fund, we have a little bit of money in there. So you all bought all their books and resources and sent Amazon gift cards, and some of them can get paper resources, some of them can't. And so, super cool, this coming Tuesday is our first call. We're just getting to know each other, and man, hear about context, struggles, all those things. And then we're working through what it looks like to lead the church in healthy ways, to be gospel men, leading, um, yeah, as gospel leaders in a way that 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 the scriptures inform how we get to organize uh, according to, yeah, what the local church looks like. So I'm just so super pumped about it. So, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, Gospel Eldership International. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. Global, global. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Uh, anything else you guys good? Sure. A lot good. of awesome stuff. Thanks. Cool. All right. You're dismissed. Katie Debink, uh, invite you to come on up. I want to share just a couple kids updates uh, with you all. I'm going to take on uh, what Jody Bustle was going to share because she is not here uh, today. Um, but wanted to give you some updates on Bridge stuff. So um, if you don't know, that's our 7th to 12th grade uh, ministry here. Sunday nights they gather and they do other things as well. Uh, but Sunday evenings are their regular uh, gathering time. Uh, this is their five-year anniversary. Uh, if you can believe that, which is crazy, it feels like it just started at the same time. It's like been five years, 2019 in January. And so uh, the bridge is five years old, which is pretty sweet. She just wanted to celebrate that. Um, they have about 30 students who are uh, connected to the bridge on any given Sunday night show up here. And there's like almost 20 people, uh, 20 kids here, seventh and 12th graders, like learning about faith and science or whatever it might be that they're talking about on any given evening. Uh, it's pretty dang sweet. Um, it's really cool. So I uh, wanted to just share kind of where they are at uh, at this point. Um, we did add some, some leaders last year, which was awesome. Uh, we have some information about what their uh, summer camp is going to look like uh, this year. It's been back and forth all over the place. Here's uh, the latest information per the text I got from Jody this morning. Um, so July 22nd through the 26th, uh, at Laguna Beach Christian Retreat uh, in Panama City. And so that is where they're going to be going and when they're going to be going. Uh, 
the cost is like 430 bucks, which is not small. Uh, that being said, they are going to be sharing some fundraising opportunities, events, all those things to bring that cost down. Uh, and if you guys have any thoughts around that too, would be more than happy to chat with you uh, about that. Uh, they will have a parent meeting soon about what that will look like, what all that entails, all of those things. So just a heads up if you are a 7th through 12th grader or are a parent of one, uh, there will be some more information coming out uh, about that here in the near future. But just want to share a little bit about stuff with the bridge. It's pretty sweet. Super excited uh, for them to do that. So uh, Katie um, is going to share a couple things about Kville. We'll let her do that. Does that match what they see? Uh, yes, it okay. does. We'll leave it at that for now. Cool. Um, so the first thing I want to share about changes... Michael did very well today prepare um, us for just the whole making room. And so on a typical Sunday morning, the seats are very, very full throughout all of worship. And then Kville is dismissed and you see a mass exodus. And it is one of my favorite parts to just like see the flood of kids that are going back there. Um, but that also means that we're taking up a lot of seats that are then available during the rest of the gathering. And so a lot of what we do, like we want it to be driven by the mission, but sometimes it's we're working with the space that we have and how do we maximize what we're doing with the space that we have. And so, um, you know, you heard this morning about plans to add more seats through renovations that are coming, but the other way is just changing some of the ways that we do Kville so that we can make more seats available sooner. Um, so who does this affect most urgently? Is gonna be our kindergartners through third graders. Um, and as so parents, you know who you are. Teachers, you know who you are. Um, one, my brain's all over. As far as classrooms go, that's going to be the classroom that meets in A, the kindergarten and first grade classroom, and the classroom that meets in F at the end of the hall, the second and third grade classroom. And so typically, they've stayed out here in the gathering, worshipped with their families, and, um, and then are dismissed to class. Starting the last Sunday in February, so if you want to mark your calendars if you're a parent, and it affects you, um, that last Sunday in February is the first time that we're going to move in this direction. Um, <clears throat> but basically, you will check your kids into class at the start of worship and start of the gathering. They will be in their class. One of the reasons that we've hung on to doing things the way we have been is that we want our kids to worship and see what it looks like to worship with the body, but also just worshiping the Lord in general through song. And we've not had a good way of doing that in our hallway without our music affecting your music and vice versa. And that still may not be figured out, but our aim is that after they've gotten checked in and settled in, the second and third grade class will be led by their teacher to join the kindergarten and first grade kids for a Kville version of a call to worship where we're going to do some songs, read our own focal passage. I've, we've always kind of giggled like they hear our focal passage and then go back for their own teaching unrelated. 
And so it will be nice. It's going to hopefully um, work out well. Emmy Lakes has offered to help at least get us started and see how that goes with coming up with if you're familiar with the Gospel Project curriculum or have been following along as a parent, there are usually units that are four to six weeks long. And so each unit will have like a worship set um, of songs that the kids are learning, a focal passage or a key passage, like a memory verse that they're working on. Um, and then after those first 20 to 25 minutes, the second and third graders will go back to class for their lessons as normal. It's going to take some ironing out and figuring out, but that is um, a change that we're excited both for the kids and how it serves them in worshiping the Lord, um, and also excited for how it frees up some seats to serve our desire to be hospitable um, without finding a bigger building. That's great. Um, and then the other is a slide to there it is. Um, be up there. So it's an announcement about an adventure for our kids. Specifically, again, who are we talking to? This will be specifically for kids who are next year entering kindergarten through sixth grade. Um the general name for it is our Kville Adventure Days, and the slide you see is highlighting the focus or the theme for this coming summer. Um, the main thing today is just save the date. We know that people are um, filling up their calendars for the summer, and so I think it's on, yeah, it's on there. <laughs> the dates that we want you to save are July 18th through the 20th, which is a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. And the general loose time are the Thursday and Friday evenings, followed by the Saturday morning, in terms of how you block out your calendar, if you would like your kids to be a part of that. And big picture, what is it? In the same way that the village women um, have events throughout the year and a summer retreat, sometimes local and sometimes further, and that the men have hangouts and a men's retreat. We want to offer something like that similar of a time specifically and first for our Kville kids. They are welcome to invite a neighbor friend, um, but we also know that our space is a little bit limiting, so this isn't a shout it from the rooftops, announce it, hand out flyers type of event, but a first serving our Kville kids so that they can together, gather together in a fun, engaging way to grow in gospel truth, um, build relationships with one another, and hopefully um, serve the local community all in three days. Um, so that's what you're saving that space for if your kids' ages fall within that range. That's great. Yep. Thanks, Katie. Uh, one of the cool things, too, is we know that that is uh, lots of work and extra work for volunteers to do that. And so uh, we have coupled that uh, timing-wise. That Sunday, so the 21st, uh, is actually our village picnic. All right? So uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, like, okay, this, 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 and then hop into Kville or whatever on Sunday again. Not that that's exhausting at all, right? That is a life-giving experience for everyone that's in it. Uh, 
but that being said, like we want to be mindful of that. And so it, it is both a, uh, it's a weekend that will be celebratory. Uh, that Sunday should be alleviating some stress from all of our volunteers uh, that particular week. And if we do have some visitors that happen to join us, it is a fun and easy way to invite them to then join us uh, at the park for a, a fun day to get to know some of us. So yeah, pretty sweet. Thanks. Anything else, Katie? Cool. It's all exciting updates. Pretty pumped about that. All right. Uh, hey, mindful of time. And so if you need to go, we, we want to we care for you and want to respect your time. If you got to go, bounce. All right. We're going to enter into uh, open mic time. If you got questions or whatever, uh, elders, if you want to come up here um, so that I don't have to answer anything, uh, that'd be fantastic. Um, but if you have any questions at all, feel free to raise your hand. We have uh, a mic. David's got it up there. We'll bring it to you and we will be happy to dodge the questions however best we can. Anybody got anything? There we go. Oh, there we go. Mr. Gordon. I'm allowed to have a question, Sarah. God. Uh, it's so time one of the for lunch. No. <laughs> one of the things that um, <laughs> when you guys were talking about uh, making space for, for us, one of the things that came to my mind was that every time we come here, it's Sarah and I and a space for our stuff. So, like, the two of us have three chairs. Um, what if we got some place for us to put stuff that isn't someone else's seat, like lockers or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea. I think there are, are there cubbies for, like, I know there's cubbies for, like, right diaper bags or something in one of the cable rooms, but I don't think that's a thing that we, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea to explore. I like that. It's a great suggestion. Thanks, Patrick. It's good. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I know we have uh, hooks in the back for kids, just in case anyone's not aware. That's true. Yeah. It's oh, good. Kids stuff. Kids but, stuff. But that doesn't answer Patrick's problem. Nor, just nor put, mine. Put hooks on all your kids' things, and then you can hang them up alone. Uh, Mary Carter has a question. Up. Oh, Zach. Zach, you got somebody? Yes, that's true. There is the ladder back there you can hang stuff on as well, coats and all that. Good point, Mary. Zach, did you have a thing? Go for it, buddy. Sorry, I did not see you. The lights are blinding. Chad, Chad wasn't lying. <laughs> Excuses. So I was wondering, are we ever thinking about doing like a second gathering because of the parking lot, logistically speaking, gets packed like a, all the time? So I was just curious on that idea. Like, are we looking to do like a second gathering? And I know I've talked about Matt, like what is the future like for 210 or is it just like we're going year by year basis on here or there or anywhere. I'll talk and you guys can look. Uh, so to preface, we had an elders meeting Tuesday and that was one of the things we want to make sure there is alignment on and clarity on is how to think about growth and opportunities. And so I think I can say this and again, correct me if I'm missing anything is that we are not racing towards having two gatherings. That is our goal is to make this space as helpful as possible for as long as possible to have one gathering and to be like one body in a sense. We don't view two gatherings as wrong, but also our desire is that's not a growth strategy for us. That's not something that we are desiring for tomorrow. That's not also ruled out. Is that helpful or do you have anything with that? That's great. <clears throat> TBD, yeah, we have considered that. 
if any cho- church growth strategist walked into this room on a Sunday, he'd be like, or, or he or she would be like, hey, you are fools to not have two gatherings. Um, and we would be like, hey, thanks for that. <laughs> That's what we'd say. We do want to be philosophically aligned, um, theologically aligned around what that means. And there's lots of stuff in there. Uh, it's a really easy thing. Just like multi-campus, hey, just have, throw another campus out. And Okay, well, you get to, it's not that simple. And so we want to be strategic and thoughtful. And so we don't have answers. I think not racing to it is a great way to say that. Uh, some of it is practical. We don't want to kill volunteers, um, but we also know that we can overcome that. And so we want to get it right on the other side of things. And uh, man, I'm super glad. I mean, I think we've had chats around here. I, my prayer is that God would force us to figure it out. And so I think maybe that's what he's doing and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, uh, when you look at the trend lines going up, like that's not a race towards, you know, knock down all the walls that, like our hope, our prayer as a church planting church would be that our first thought is, ah, okay, like there's, there might be a church plant uh, that God is bringing and building and growing here. And so that is probably like the most desirable option uh, on the table is not to split things, do extra, but like for us to be able to plant a church at a few, right? I think that that's, that's the heartbeat of the village since day one. Um, and so yeah, that is like probably top of mind, the thing that we get to be praying for. And by we, I don't mean just us, but you guys. You guys get to be praying that God would be raising up not just leaders, but people, healthy members who might want to be a, a core group to go and plant a church somewhere else as well. So uh, as we see numbers grow and all that stuff, like that's not just, Ooh, well, hey, here's more money for like a bigger building or two gatherings. or But like that is, that is also God hopefully leading us towards multiplication. Uh, that's the hope and desire there. So. For sure. As far as the building, we were, I think, open at the end of last year. We spent six months last year looking for stuff. There are things out there. We, we didn't go looking and say, we need a building that's under this amount of money. We, we said, like we talked to a realtor, talked to city leaders, hey, we would like a building that, that meets these requirements. And, it, and if we had $10 trillion, the building didn't exist at that time. And so it wasn't even, a, we didn't even get to the money conversation. It was like, well, and so we're going to spend a little money in this space and be here for at least a couple years and uh, talk to the owners of this space. And so it is. Yeah, so. it's good. Thanks, Zach. Questions. Anybody else have anything? Any questions about anything that we shared or didn't? Oh, yeah, John Bell. What about financially planning towards that inevitability? Yes, it's in the future, but if we're preparing now, we might be prepared for that building when it does exist. So I know the market is shifting right now, and there's probably some opportunity coming in the next few years. How are we preparing for that opportunity, or is it that we're going to split first, right? We're going to do a church plant first, or are we going to say, hey, when that opportunity comes, we're prepared? And so we are mindful of that for sure, John, like we've even talked is that's one of the topics of the finance team to say like, gosh, like how can we certainly not hoard? How can we also know that we need to invest into this space, but know that we're renting it. And so our goal is not to just dump a ton of money into the space, knowing that we won't be able to pull all of that out of here and also save for a potential building. And so that is a balance that we're trying to carefully ride. Um, what I do know is that we are gradually growing in all the areas of the emergency fund, the village savings account, our, our um, buffer, like, 
three years ago, we had like no money at all. And like teams were operating off of like five bucks a month and stuff like that. <laughs> and we are raising those levels and getting those healthier. And what I think, and again, this is just speculation, but I think that as a building comes, this is not just like a random faith thing, but I think God will prepare us for that in time. We're trying to make steps in the money that we have, in the accounts that we have to prepare for that. But also there's just no way to know if and when that will come. So. And similarly to planting a church. So either way, if it's solving a, a good problem, which is the problem of growth, um, if we send out 12% of our church, 12% of those that are leading and contributing and investing and giving, then then we just lost, you know, 12%. Let's figure out the numbers. 12% of the budget. And so we have had chats like, gosh, ideally then we need to prepare. We need to run with a margin that would allow us to send, I don't know, 10% of our church out to plant a church somewhere else. Is that happening right now? It's not happening right now, but we're mindful of that and trying to steward as best as we can. And, and it's always the, ah, we don't want to kill this community to, to go to a second gathering. We don't want to kill this community to be, you know, house poor, as it were, building poor, which we know, I know many churches that do that. We don't want to kill this community to plant another community and have two unhealthy communities. So all those things we're mindful. We don't have the answers, but super thankful for that thoughtfulness, John. And if any of you have a location that you think we should consider, man, we're open to that, right? So we're not, we're not poo-pooing that idea of considering something else, right? And so, gosh, please know that that's a thing, too. If anybody sitting on a Wonka factor or anything, let us know. Uh, yep. Go ahead, Zach. Is that parking lot behind the church still usable, or is that like you park in there and you get towed ASAP? I've talked to Community First uh, when we were doing some, oh, when the parking lot was re redone, so that's the front of our building. That's where we normally park on the back side. Yeah, there's no one there on the weekends. They told me with their mouths at one point. I didn't get it writing. Um, if you park there and get towed, let us know. We can chat about that. Any other questions? This isn't the only time that you can ever ask us questions for the next six months, but anything for the good of the group? If not, we will move towards closing. Going once, twice, gone. All right, a uh, couple just quick hitters. Uh, once again, Realm is closing. Close your own accounts, stop your giving, do all that stuff, move over to Church Center, do that, please. Uh, thanks to everybody who's already done that. Uh, Connect Month is coming up uh, next month. Just be mindful of new folks. Invite people, encourage people to attend those things. We will be starting a new series in 1 Samuel next week. That'll take us through most of the year. Super pumped about that. And uh, later this year in October, we will be celebrating the village's 15th birthday. Um, so we are not planning the party. Kia is helping to plan the party in large part. And so it will actually be fun uh, because she's involved. Um, all right, just want to uh, give it over to Graham and Cricklau to close our time together. <clears throat> I've said enough about hospitality and all the things for the last four weeks. Uh, I feel like I could say more. I just want to read First Thessalonians 1.8, just kind of you're maybe mindful of this. But being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. Man, that informs the way that we live together with one another. And I hope that informs, along with all the stuff we've said this month, how we interact with those who are not yet a part of our lives, this family, the kingdom of God, your group, your family, your home, whatever. Um, we share with them not only the gospel, but our, our lives. That's what we get to do.
Cool. All right, uh, David, buddy, would you mind to uh, just close us out? Yeah, uh, my pleasure. So, yeah, once again, just thank you for coming, everybody. This is, it's always great to be here with you. Um, let's pray. Holy God, thank you for this incredible body of people, and thank you for your goodness in all that we do, for the many who serve, the many who give, the many who lead, um, just the, the mercy and the love for one another, the meal trains, all the things, just for such a, a group that follows after Jesus. Thank you for good problems like lots of children um, growing and just trying to figure out how to handle all the seats. God, we thank you for being good to this church for so many years, and we just continue to ask you for more grace as we continue forward the mission in the city and throughout the world. Um, we love you. Immortal, invisible God, King of Kings. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.